0: you're listening to the gade pool podcast network like rate and subscribe so you don't miss an episode because seven days without a gade pool podcast makes one week welcome in folks hey it's planting season a lot of action these days in the fields around the headquarters here in northeast iowa and I'm sure a lot of our subscribers this week listening in uh, in the fields. America needs farmers, absolutely, but more than that, you know what America needs? America needs we have high expectations.
1: You're wearing the ANF hat tonight.
0: I'm wearing it, yeah. You're what a coincidence. The A&F
1: hat. I've got I've got to go. I should go get my actually helping farmers t-shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bremer County Size probably uh right, selling his it. pioneer seeds, wearing that every day. Right,
1: wearing it, sitting on his hands at a Winterset choir show tonight. <laughs> Everybody else is up dancing around. He's just over there talking about actually helping farmers.
0: <laughs> oh, good stuff. Welcome Putting back. The seeds Brad. in the ground. Well, I know we had a week back. off.
1: Like, were we going to talk, were we going to talk about anything? There was something I was like all upset about last week that I wanted to talk about. I, but obvious, I mean, it was obviously very important to me because I can't remember what it was 10 days later. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, baseball season, NBA playoffs are going
1: on baseball season underway. It was the Cubs. I was going to, I was just going to like rip the rickets. Yes. Yeah, you were gonna yeah. mold the rickets. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll yeah. do we that another firebomb time the rickets. We'll, we'll yeah. do that another time. They they absolutely deserve it for the the product they're putting on the field. Um yeah. They're playing a little better the last few days, but still, like this tonight product, they're, uh, they're up like eight nothing right now, aren't they? Nine to nothing on the Pirates yeah. tonight as we speak.
0: So hopefully that turns into a W. But uh yeah, the Cubs. You
1: never know.
0: <laughs> My interest in the Cubs is waning this year, but uh, that's all right. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna save the baseball and the firebomb and the rickets for another episode. Uh, we're gonna talk a little Hawkeye sports, of course. Some happenings there, and then uh, what our listeners have been waiting for, I'm sure. The southern hills pga championship uh full preview we're gonna open up an extended golf corner here a little bit later so keep your speakers turned up for that but where do we where do we want to start drewski start with the hawkeyes as as we usually do
1: yeah we usually do is there is there any any news out in the in the hawkeye sphere
0: kirk spiro he gone uh was he the lead assistant, I would say, for Franny's uh, basketball team? Kirk Spearow deciding to retire uh, from uh, coaching. He's had a long, long career, former Hawkeye. So we got another another opening on the coaching staff on the men's side of uh, the basketball court.
1: Yeah, um, what, 40-some years in coaching, 17 as a head coach at UCF, 12, you know, 29 years at the last twenty nine years at two spots in division one college basketball is pretty impressive. Like that doesn't yeah. happen very often. Um from everything I've ever heard about him, he's a phenomenal person. So, um and I wasn't using phenomenal as a as a crack on Fran. Um, <laughs> I just actually heard heard that, you know, he's just a great guy and a good basketball coach. So Yeah, a uh, lot of former players Will, uh saying the same this week
0: after he kind of after he did announce his retirement. So Good for him, you know?
1: Uh, We all act like these things are kind of shocking, but he's like 68 years old, right? I mean, I'm hoping that I'm retired for 8 to 10 years by the time that dude's 68. Like, these guys hang on for a long time.
0: uh, Coaching uh, in general. I mean, yeah, like, Fran and Kirk and all, I mean, a lot of these guys, well,
1: (laughs) Gary Emmerich. He's still coaching, like, for nuts, for
0: peanuts. Yeah. But Jay Wright, well, you know, Jay Wright, how old's Jay Wright? I should have looked 60. that up ahead of time. 60, 60. yeah. So there you go. Everybody's shocked that Jay Wright retires, and it's like, well, he's oh, yeah. 60. Like, you know,
1: yeah, he like could he's go. a 60-year-old that's made millions and millions of dollars, like, not just wants
0: Yeah, had great success. I mean, won, you know, won national championships. He hit the peak of his profession, and can, if he still wants to hang around the game, like, Get whatever TV job he wants, right? You know, yeah, you get so. a TV
1: job, or if he decides or, he wants to coach again, go to the NBA for four or five years. You know, like where you just coach basketball and you don't have to worry. You know, the thing about like, I hear this from coaches, um, from like on podcasts and stuff all the time. Not like directly from coaches. I'm not an insider. Um, but like, <laughs> I was co- texting
0: Jay right the other day. To,
1: I was talking to Kyle Neptune, the new coach <laughs> at Villanova. Uh, and no, um, you, you hear this all the time. Is like. The NBA guys, once they're done with the season, they can just kind of like disappear for a couple weeks or a couple months, right? They don't have to be in the building every day. They don't have to, yeah, you. you know, they don't have to like be worrying like, is somebody gonna call me at three in the morning because a kid got an O-Dub? Is somebody gonna call me because you know at eight a.m. is my compliance guy gonna call me at nine a.m. because a kid wants to go in the transfer portal? Like, you know, they don't worry about those type of things. He just coach basketball, so. Like it's kind of always surprised me. Like guys like Jay Wright, and even you know, I think Kay kind of scratched that itch with the with the Olympic guys. But like Roy yeah. and some of these other guys, like don't just like do the Billy Donovan, right? Like I guess some guys can't do it. Like Cal couldn't do it, Patino couldn't do it. But Billy Donovan's, you know, he's a top line tried. Yeah, he's a top half NBA coach. Yeah, B line. Yeah, B line's a perfect example, right? Like cool, I'm, I, this didn't work, I'm 70 years old, peace out, see ya, Yeah, like, exactly. you know, like, I gave it a shot, um, yeah. yeah, so, so anyway, it's just kind of weird that we, we, like, act kind of surprised, like, when coaches retire, and they are definitely, like, Kirk, Kirk's 67 years old now, fair, yeah, you know? know, like, at some point, he's gonna retire, you know, um, I think, I don't think Hayden, was Hayden 70 when he retired, or?
0: yeah that's a good question i can try to look it up real quick i mean hayden was up there um but he had some health issues um you know that kind of caused him into retirement back in uh back in 97. so hayden died in 2019 at age 90. so take 90 and subtract what 19 22 years yeah, so yeah he was, so right yeah, around was almost okay. 70.
1: yeah gotcha but, so
0: quick Anyways, math for you
1: but yeah math, where do they
0: uh, where do they go where from here? He go? I the, the rumors I've seen on the Hawkeye message boards, so take him for take him with a grain of salt but uh one rumor I saw this morning was that Matt Gatons is actually uh, in serious consideration to come home Iowa City High star that played at Iowa to come home and take uh spearhouse spot we'll see uh can I ca- Spearow was kind of the former Hawk, right? That Fran grabbed uh, when he first put his staff together. Does that mean he has to fill it with another former Hawk? Uh, Gatons would no. be one of those options. I don't think so either. I think Iowa fans always point to Gatons, well, you, point to Dean Oliver, point to whoever
1: else. You, but You do that because who who knows assistants and if they're good or not? Exactly. So what you do is when you're running a fan board, you're Tom Kager or how to be a douche or you know any of those guys. Um, you. <laughs> Um, you just point to a guy everybody knows, right? And like, because they they don't know. Nobody knows who a good assistant or who isn't a good assistant. You know, I I made this point to you when Fran put his original staff together, right? He had no connection to Spira. He had no connection to Sherm Dillard. Um, He was going to hire Jeff Horner as a grad assistant, um, but could not do that because Licklider changed the grad assistant role to a student assistant role and had like one of his sons, like his other son as the... So, like, they needed to, like, it wasn't in the budget for that year, and then, so they needed to, like, wait the next nice. year or something, like something weird um, on that. Um, so, you know, like, but there again, he, you know, no connection to Fran. Um, Jerry Strom was his basketball of operations guy, no connection to Fran. But uh, since Anthony,
0: then, Anthony Francis An- followed him An- from Siena, right? Francis did have,
1: yep, Andrew Andrew, Francis came, yeah. he came from Siena. But since then, it's been billy taylor it's been al seaford it's been courtney eldridge it's been billy taylor again right all all people that had connections to fran and then courtney eldridge again which promoted I is, yeah I, it's fine right? i'm not like, making judgments on anything i i obviously wanted fran last time to go find somebody that could coach defense and right. lean on that guy um but like i told you after we won the big 10 tournament like i was kind of done with that stuff like rand is who he is he puts together a pretty high product and someday they'll get to the sweet 16 and and if they don't oh well um but uh but it's just kind of interesting that he's kind of gone both ways you know like started out with guys he didn't really know those guys all stayed around for a long time i mean dillard's still on the staff like oh yeah no spear out around like, like, like you just i said over over a decade, you know, it's really it's really been kind of remarkable how much consistency they've had inside that program. And so maybe that's where they're looking for. Kind of like Ferentz did with bringing in Liddell, but bringing in Abdul Hodge, bringing in, LaVar, you know, like bringing in guys that he that know how he operates, that know what, the, you know, know what he expects. So maybe that's maybe that's the idea. And I think it sounds like Gatons does a good job at Drake. Like Drake recruits at a pretty decent level in the transfer portal. They you know they've had success. So, you know, why not? Right. Um, I personally yeah. would throw as much money at Patrick Baldwin as I could to get him to to come as the assistant coach and uh, to get his son to then you know come out of the draft and play one year at Iowa. But, um, you know, that might not be what Fran's thinking. I'm just kind of thinking, like, we're pretty thin in the front court right now, um, especially if Chris Murray doesn't come back. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, that's where that's where I'm at. I think
0: it's, uh, you know, it speaks a lot. One of the qualities Fran has, I think, is loyalty, right? I mean, he's a player's coach, and and that bleeds into his staff, too, right? He's loyal to his guys, if you're loyal to him. And then, I don't know. I mean, Kirk, I would say, has done that at times, um, finding guys that are willing to make a long-term investment in iowa city i guess you know and gatens would be one of those guys right like not the next hot name that's just maybe going to use you for a stepping stone you know um would be the advantage with gatens but who who knows uh we'll see yeah, and then if, you,
1: if you look at it from that perspective like that's kind of hayden had his coaching staff right like sure. hey use me as a stepping stone to the next thing right and it worked for Hayden Fry or Ferrance has has gone a different way. Fran's kind of more into that Ferrance consistency thing. And I think in this day and age, that's probably helpful for Iowa, but the way things are changing, you know, I mean, look at Iowa state's going to have six new transfers in next year. You know, like,
0: yeah, that's the thing with Iowa basketballs. I don't know. They got to figure out. We were in on some guys and Fran, even vocally in the media said it was a goal to add a big guy in the transfer portal. And, the big guy we've added so far is Big Josh getting him to come back again. So I tell you
1: what, Big Josh is better than those guys that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's probably not. He's probably not better <laughs> than the guy from Utah Valley. <laughs> probably not better than the guy from Lafayette. But he's Big Josh. And we will always like have Reeves. we will always have the three greatest Big Josh moments of all time. Number three, <laughs> the and one in the first half uh against Zach Edy in the Big Ten Tournament Championship. Number two, the air ball in the first half <laughs> of the Big Ten tournament, and number one, the turned ankle pass from Connor McCaffrey directly into his back. <laughs> that like thats so that funny. is this—that was the best moment. There's a lot of good, cool things that happened in Iowa basketball last year. The best moment was Big Josh getting smoked in the back by that pass. This is not his fault. This is all on Connor. <laughs> but, like that was the greatest moment in Iowa basketball last year.
0: The Big Josh highlight reel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, you can gripe about not getting these guys in the transfer portal, but the transfer portal, as we've talked about is pretty hit or miss, man. You know, I mean, the one guy we got, the big guy we got last year, uh, Rebracha from North Dakota, right? From the Dakotas played a role this year. Sure. But, um, maybe, you know, everybody was super excited when he came and, he played a role, right?
1: so right. um not not gonna make or break yeah. your team. L- let me most, just look real quick here on big flip how do you how do you I don't, I don't know how to spell his name?
0: It's Philip, but I call him Flip because it's spelled with an f. I know
1: <laughs> you just flip. said you didn't know how to spell it. I didn't know how to spell it. I had no idea. <laughs> Dude, that guy, he's he's fucking 24 years old. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's going to be 25 in the middle of next basketball season. He's still playing hes He is a full-on grown-up. So, in 2021, he averaged 16 points and 8 rebounds. 17, 16.8 and 8 rebounds. Shot 36% from 3. In the Summit League. In the Summit League. So, I don't know. Maybe with a year, maybe he can... Maybe he, I mean, he's not going to do that. Like, right, for Sure. Right. But right. maybe he can give you 10 Take and a little bit of six a or whatever. Yeah. You know, he was six and six and six, you know, and, and shot 16% from three. So I don't know. Maybe he can give you a little bit of that. He's not like, I don't think he's probably a great shooter because he's a terrible free throw shooter. And typically that means you're not a great shooter. Um, so we'll see. Um, the the key for them is to get Chris back, obviously, and hope he takes the next step and can give you. He's not going to be Keegan like everybody that thinks, oh, Chris is just going to come back and be Keegan Murray. It's like you should shut the fuck up. Like yeah. Keegan, Keegan's the best player I've ever seen at Iowa, coming off a year when they had the best player I'd ever seen at Iowa. Yeah, you know, Keegan's like a lottery Keegan, pick. Yeah, yeah. Keegan's going to be the highest draft pick in the history of the program. You know, like there's a legit chance he goes number three in the draft. Like. It's crazy, just, it's yeah. insane. Um, but if Chris came back and averaged, you know, would you be shocked if Chris came back and averaged 17 points a game? No, no. And 17 points a game is going to be a top 10 scorer in the in the conference. Yeah. And he's going you to
0: know? do it. He's going to do it differently too, right? He's going to be shooting more three. You know, he's going to be, he's going to do it different than, than Keegan did. Probably not the all around player that Keegan is, but like he just right. said, who, who is or who has out, been.
1: If you can keep him out of foul trouble a little bit, but I will say, you know, we, we're talking about Chris as a draft pick. I just pulled up his last 5 games starting with the second round of the Big 10 tournament against Northwestern, 69583 yeah. points. You know, he oh, I know. do a whole lot at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, before that it was 13, 19, 12, 11, 11 and and for him it was it was minutes, right? Like some games he's got, you know, 3 points in 9 minutes because he got 4 fouls, 12 points in 20 minutes because of 4 fouls, 8 points in 14 minutes with 5 fouls. Um, so if you can get him not guarding a post player, like a, a back to your basket center, like I think you can keep him on the floor longer and hopefully he uh he, I I think he should come back. I think it I mean
0: but I'm all about it. Seems biased. like I know uh he's saying and Kenyon's saying, you know, that he's still in the process and everything, but not going to the combine. It, it's it weird, feels, right? Yeah, it is weird. If it feels like he's you know, it feels if I was a betting man, I would bet that he's coming back to Iowa, but we'll you see. are, you
1: are a betting man though.
0: I've been known to put down a few bets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, we're going to stay in tune to all of this. I mean, obviously transfer portal news, Drew's got a Rolodex full of, uh,
1: coaches sources that the be... coaching. Yeah. And the coaching like this is like, just looking at his Like game log from last year, dude, is just unbelievable. Like, even like when people, like, I had a buddy that was like, Oh, he didn't play great against Nebraska 15 and 11. You know, he didn't play great against this team. And you look at it and it's, you know, just, just a double double. Yeah. Yeah. He played played like one, he played like one bad game. It was against Iowa State.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was hurt. He was coming off an injury yeah, he was drew. something else. so yeah, we'll keep a tabs on that. drew will keep uh, working working the phone lines with his sources and then I mean, our listeners, I don't have to tell them you guys know me. I'm gonna have my ear to the to the ground, you know i'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, just in tune with with everything that's going on. so we'll keep our listeners abreast. Will you actually
1: go outside and put your ear to the ground
0: and see what you hear? Well. I got some grass seed down there, and that's how you got to do it when you want to know, does it need a little more watering, or is there rain in the forecast? You got to get your ear down on the ground.
1: Just got your grass seed down?
0: No, I mean, it's been down for a couple weeks, but we're still
1: watering. Don't have a sprinkler system up there on Snob Hill?
0: I've got a sprinkler. I wouldn't call it a system.
1: You don't have a system? Like, you know, like... I just go outside have... and I just turn mine on and it just runs. <laughs> yeah. You know, like now it comes back into that. the ground and, you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: No, we have those on the golf courses here. Actually, Sumner's golf course <laughs> doesn't even have that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't. Perfect. Perfect. I stand corrected. Uh... Well, speaking of Sumner's golf course, Meadowbrook, uh, we should open up the golf corner, don't you think? Let's the big thing Let's in sports this week, corner. I would say, this weekend is going to be uh, down in Oklahoma,
1: right? Tulsa, Tulsa, Southern Hills Golf Course. Not to be confused with South Hills Golf Course in Waterloo. <laughs> Not to be confused, no. Uh but, no,
0: the big uh, the big PGA Championship and some news being made off the field as well. I don't know where you want to start. If you want to start with who's not playing yep. or if you want to. Uh, field Off the field. Off the course, I guess. There yeah. you go. There you go. That's better. That's better. <laughs> Maybe off they call the them field. fields down there in Oklahoma. Yeah, they do a lot of things awesome. differently down there. Off of the field, he says. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, I was going to say uh, lefty not defending his championship
1: right yeah should we start there
0: let's start there and then we'll get into who's actually playing
1: saudi golf league still hanging around right live golf um (laughs) like phil phil's obviously gonna play all eight of these events isn't he i think so. done with the he's just done with the does he do you think he has to need like do you think he needs the money like like legit like not like like there's a difference between you and I needing money and Phil Mickelson needing money, right? Like but do you think he is in a position like I so there's a new book out by Alan Shipnock uh called Phil, right? And that's where the original quote from, you know, these are scary MFers from Saudi Arabia came, right? You know, and uh uh and it just came out recently. And like there's some stories in there about like how he owed Bones nine hundred thousand dollars. And that's kinda part of that's the reason how, that him and yeah. Bones kinda um kind of broke up and then he paid bones 400,000 like, and then, you know, bones is kind of like, well, he's still only a half mil. And then they broke up and he paid bones 400 more thousand and bones. is like, well, hold on now. Like you still like, so it's like those types of things where it's like, does this guy actually need the money? Like, the, is that uh, why this thing's starting?
0: Sounds like the uh, Brent Dahlstrom of the PGA tour there. I don't know who Brent Dalstrom is. That's, yeah, that's, be thankful that you don't, um, okay.
1: but no. <laughs> Is he the guy no. that bought Prairie Links? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I kind of have, a, have an understanding. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, it's sued for defamation. That, that would be. Yeah. Hey, we, right.
0: We've been in. Uh,
1: we've allegedly. Been in, uh, allegedly. We've been in hotter allegedly. seats. Allegedly. There
0: we go. We're it's good. It's
1: just a blanket. Allegedly, our lawyers say we're good. Let's go.
0: So who are the guys? I know Phil. I know Sergio. Like who yeah, were the guys Sergio, that requested the exemptions and the PGA so denied co- them? Right. I've heard
1: a couple different things. Like I've heard that 80 guys requested exemptions, and I also heard that 20 guys requested exemptions to the first one, the cent uh, um, at the Centurion Club in uh, in London. The the kind of the workaround here was that, that um that the the reason they thought that the exemptions would be granted it was guys like. Um, Dick Bland, um, oh God, who else? Um, Justin Rose is allegedly Poulter Westwood. Um, kind of like Garrigus. who's the yeah. Garrigus guy, Robert, yeah. Robert Garrigus. who cares? Like, you know, yeah. Robert but, Gerges. um, but yeah, but like, there's, you know, some thought that maybe like Harold Varner or Bubba Watson, some of those guys that have played in the Saudi tournament, would have requested that. And here was kind of their theory behind it. That is the week of the RBC Canadian open. Um, so the tournament's not in the U S and, and to get to Canada, you got to be vaccinated. Right. So some of these guys are saying like, well, hmm. I can't go, I can't even get into Canada. So I can't go to this event. So my request is to play in this other tournament, which is in London. And that's typically when requests are granted. Right. So like the Saudi exemption, it's in a different country. Right. So you, you can't like the PGA tour bylaws do not allow for an exemption to another tournament in the United States. They do allow for exemptions outside of the United States. So the thought was that the, that the tour would go ahead and grant the exemption for this upcoming one, which I think is on like June 11th, but then it would all come to a head when um, they go to Oregon, when Liv goes to Portland. Uh, I think it's pumpkin Ridge uh, uh, golf club in Oregon. Um, It's the same week as the John Deere so everybody thought that is where it would come to a head well the pga tour said no you're not going to this this is a series this is another tour this is not a one-off event like you you know they're committed to like they're talking about having eight eight events and a championship at you know at Doral, which fantastic um um, so they've kind of nipped it all in the bud there and just said no So Greg Norman said they're going to go to court. I've not heard of any injunction or anything like that or any lawsuits being filed. I mean, I think the PGA tour is on pretty solid ground here from like, why would I let my players go play in a startup league with no repercussions? Right. Why would I let you go play? Like, you know, you, I I can't go work for farmers on the weekends, right? I can't go work for state farm on the weekends. Like, I know that's not the same thing, but it, it makes way more sense than the, You know, then some of the guys I've heard say, like, well, Coca-Cola doesn't, you know, tell a startup that, uh, you know, they don't send them a cease and desist. They just smash them because they're Coca-Cola. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, if you start up a new soft drink, you don't get Coca-Cola's recipe to do it. You know, like, yeah, yeah, like, so so I I think I think the tour's probably handling this the right way. The the, the thing for the tours, they got all the young guys on their side. Right. Gotti Scheffler, Zalatoras, Rory, Brooks, JT, speed all these guys are saying, if you want to go play, go play. That's fine. See you later. Right? And-,
0: right. and like we've said in the past, I think that's what it could potentially be is maybe build a gap between like the PGA tour and the champions tour or something, right. you know, like it's going to be some of these older guys that can compete from time, but they're not at the same level as those younger guys you just named. So right. let's go get paid and have a chance to, to win, you know? Um, the problem with but, that is
1: the problem with that is the amount of money that's behind it. Right. Like the problem in general is where the money's coming from. Right. If, if this was not, if the Soggies were not involved in this, I'd be like, this is, this is kind of cool. Right. Let's see, let's see somebody come in and try to start something up that would be, cause what Liv's taught, what Liv did was they just took the, the premier golf leagues, you know, they, the Saudi investment group tried to, you know, get in with the premier golf group. They did. People got mad. So they premier golf just kicked him out and the Saudis were like, well, fuck it. We'll just steal your idea. We'll put Greg Norman in charge. And and like for people who don't want live golf to succeed, putting Greg Norman in charge, probably the best thing for us, right? Like that guy's a
0: dope. (laughs) I was going to say, did you see when they, he got uh, asked uh, about uh, them literally murdering journalists and his We all right, we was, all make mistakes. Well, we all we've make all mistakes. mistakes. I mean, I mean I I've never
1: judge? I've never personally hacked somebody up with a bone saw, but you know that one time I did stiff, the, you know, I didn't give a tip to that waiter that one time. We all make mistakes. Yeah. Like yeah, Greg, Greg I got Norman. a ticket. Going I think too there's
0: fast a... in Janesville in a school zone after hours. I mean, it's,
1: it's the I same, mean, right? That, <laughs> one time I was, that one time I was driving home, it was late. I couldn't quite, you know, I was really tired and I probably hit and killed a drifter, but <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. No. Um. So, like the people hit a homeless
0: here. man. I had a homeless man on the side of the street up in Madison one time. <laughs> <you know.
1: laughs> I mean, we all make mistakes, but, uh, <laughs> but like my point being is that like, if, if this wasn't the Saudis, like, I think people, I think there'd be a lot of excitement like that this is off the ground. Right. And you know, a, an event that has fewer players, so you can see more of the guys you want to see, um, t- like a team event right now the the drawback for yeah, like Rory, yeah. Rory was just saying like, I don't want to be in a team event. I want to make my own schedule. I do my own thing. I don't need more money. Like, it's cool. And I I, I respect Rory for saying that, you know, but I, I I will say the PGA Tour does get a little monotonous week to week, 72-hole-stroke-play event, right, week to week. You know, I, between the Masters and this, I watched maybe two tournaments. I watched um, Jordan Spieth win the RBC Heritage, and then I watched Jordan Spieth lose yesterday at uh, TPC Craig's Ranch, the the Byron Nelson. So, um So, yeah, so I I get that point.
0: And we've seen there's an appetite for some different types of competitions, too, with, like, the battles that they've had, you know, uh, and even bringing in, like, pro Tom Brady and Steph Curry and those matches uh, that they've done on TNT and stuff have drawn a pretty good audience. So, yeah, I'm with you. Maybe doing some type of match play tournament or, you know, doing something a little bit different. Yeah, doing something different,
1: different, right? Would
0: create some excitement, would create a buzz. But, yeah, it's... It
1: it's not this.
0: Yeah, the, it's not
1: this, right? It it yeah. it really isn't this. And I think the PGA Tour needs to think outside the box a little bit. Like, but the problem there is that it's a player run organization, and you know why we might be thinking about the top twenty guys in the world. In all honesty, probably ten guys really. Ten guys really kind of drive it for you know guys like you maybe 30 yeah. guys private Ladies. for guys like yeah. me there's not a ton of guys outside of that top you know you start getting down into 50 and 100 in the world and you're like shit I don't care about any of these people um and uh it, you know so those guys really drive it but the tour's got to think about players 50 to 175 right and like we got to give those guys opportunities so we have tournaments every week and they're the same thing um you know at the same kind of bland go- blog off courses because you know, guys don't want to go out and like get embarrassed at, you know, uh, tough right. courses that's majors are so cool, right? They go out and you gotta, you know, you go to Augusta with some win. It's hard as shit. Like you're gonna go to S- Southern Hills, um, you know, this week and it's going to be a tough golf course. I mean, I think the, the, the winning numbers there, you'd have to, you know, uh, the last, per, the last men's professional major major was tiger. And he shot it at the, uh, you know, at the 2009, he won that in 2007. On the 2007 PGA at South Hills. I'm trying to get this up here. My computer's not working. Tiger shot eight under par to win that tournament. Says, you just
0: said South Hills, by the way.
1: At South Hills in Waterloo. So I've got the <laughs> yeah. wrong course. Would but, uh, he, would,
0: he would shoot much better than that. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I
1: mean, the cut, to make the cut was plus five uh yeah. you know in 2006 so these are these are tough courses these are fun courses to see guys not just be able to kind of you know pull a club get a number get it to stop it eight feet and whoever puts best wins the tournament so that's why the majors are cool and, and hopefully you know we get we get a cool major this week but you know like like you said this is not the this is not the upstart we want to root for um this is not just everybody involved just makes me just makes my stomach turn and like you know you're just like yeah you know and it's just a money it's a money grab and my concern my concern is guys like say jason kokrak says fuck it i'll go play over there right and all of a sudden jason kokrak's making you know 25 million dollars a year on the course you know like what are guys gonna say then? right like well, shit. If Kokrak's making 25 million and I'm making six over here, I'm that much better than Kokrak, it, you know. And and how long does it be stay viable? Because this this tournament's going to be on YouTube. They don't have anybody to show it, right? right. Like they don't have any sponsors other than Live. They don't need other sponsors, but they don't have anybody, you know. So it's so uh, will guys lose sponsorship opportunities on the tour? Will they lose other opportunities that? make them more money off the course that maybe it doesn't make financial sense. Hopefully that's the case and guys stay with the tour and maybe the tour can figure out something fun to do in the fall series with a team event or something to, to kind of just change things.
0: Sounds good. So we're kind of getting into, uh, into the actual PGA championship and who's, who's, uh, who's going to play there. So you got, uh, we were talking about this before we started recording, but, um, you know, looking at the odds, you've got your usual suspects, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, I think are the favorites right now with uh, Rory and JT and Morikawa and DJ close behind. Um, any insight that you have on this course and maybe
1: whose game fits well to it? It's, or It's going to be windy. Um, it's going to be windy. It's a it's a pretty long course. Um let's see I I, I got to pull it up to see what it's actually playing for the PGA Tour cuz if you just pull up uh, or for the PGA Championship um but it's going to be windy so I think it's going to be firm and fast um so that kind of eliminates some of those long shots that you talk about right like the guys that typically win on the firm and fast golf courses are the guys who are playing the best in the world like who are rated you know rated you know in the top 20 or so in the world let's I'm just going to go back and and kind of give you the last few champions here of, of of the PG of, of the, uh, 7,500 yards is the number, but of the PGA championship, just see if you see kind of a, a a trend here. You got Phil and then you got Colin Morikawa at Harding park. Brooks Brooks JT. 16 was, uh, this is where things start to get weird. Jimmy Walker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jimmy Walker won a major. Uh they got Jason Day. Uh, but even Jimmy you know, Jimmy Walker, you kind of fits in here. Roy McElroy. Uh and then you know, you go back and that then you get into like the Jason Duffer, Keegan Bradley uh, uh time frame. But but those guys who have kind of won those recently, what are those what do those guys typically do, Brad?
0: Well, they uh they they got good short games. That's
1: not what I was going
0: with. They bomb How the hell am I supposed it. to they know? bomb. Yeah, they hit, right? they they, hit the they, ball far. They fire. bomb it.
1: And <laughs> and the PGA Championship has kind of turned into a little bit like the, um, a little bit like the U.S. Open, where you got some thick rough. Um, and uh, Southern Hills, I think they have a little wider fairways, so you might not, you might be a, bring some more guys in play there. Um, but if they do grow up the rough and it is windy and guys are getting into the rough, you got to be long. Uh, cause if you're hitting out of the rough with a nine iron, that's a whole hell of a lot different than hitting out of the rough with a five iron. Um, so I, I would probably lean towards a bomber. Um, and then I'm just going to read off the, this number here. Uh, uh, here's, here's, here's some numbers I'm just going to read off. And then you tell me who you think this is. This is from 2015 on T5, T4, T13, one, one, T, uh one one t29 t2 and the t29 the guy was in third place going into or was in the final group going to the weekend kind of fell apart in the last uh, who do you think that is the dj that is brooks kepka
0: yeah i was gonna say
1: brooks but then Dude.
0: brooks won it twice
1: right I, you said say one, that? One. I said one one i
0: said You missed. oh it. okay
1: yeah I, yeah um but the guy just plays really really well at pga championships Coming, he hasn't played since Masters. He's hurt, I think. So I don't know if. Yeah. But but he's at plus three thousand. So like, you might might take a flyer, you know, like, and see because he just seems to play well at PGAs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, DJ fits that category as well. Rory fits that category as well. Um, I mean, obviously there's a lot of guys, JT, um, that are in on it. But yeah. We'll get to our picks here in a little bit. Um unless you're ready to go there now. Well, what else do we gotta talk about? (laughs) Well, the one thing I did want to talk about is Southern Hills. When I was doing this is gonna take us way off track, but we'll get back. When I was doing my research here earlier today. Did you know, Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma, do you know about the murder that happened in the parking lot no, of the club back in the 80s? <laughs> you don't? I so, don't know this. It was this 19, is fantastic. Yeah, it was 1981, and Roger Wheeler, a Tulsa businessman, and he was the owner of Miami World high he was murdered in the parking lot of the club. The killing was ordered by uh, a mobster, who discovered that Wheeler had uncovered the gang's ongoing embezzlement from the Hialeah organization? <laughs>
1: so you said hi in bunch? Tulsa? In Tulsa?
0: No, it was Miami's Hialeah. Oh, so okay. He, this guy was like a, you know, Tulsa businessman, rich guy that probably spent time in Miami, and he he somehow figured out that this gang had been embezzling money. Uh, through the High Ally League down in Miami, and uh, they offed him in the parking lot of his of his country club back in the 80s. So, fun That's, fact
1: for you. That is, I mean, not so fun for that guy, but no, fun for yeah. us. So, it was, yeah,
0: just an interesting tidbit. But
1: talking a lot about murder on this podcast. Are we going to end up being one of those murder podcasts, true crimes?
0: Ooh, we could solving, be.
1: What, 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 uh, what, what, cold what, cases? We need to solve.
0: Dead man's tree in Waverly. We could start.
1: start. Let's solve Jody who's in truth. There we go. We
0: could start a cold case branch uh, in the gate gade pool podcast network didn't
1: you make a joke when we were golfing once somebody was looking for their ball in the weeds and you were like they're gonna find jody who's before they find that ball (laughs) or something like that
0: didn't you say that i did i did (laughs) i don't i don't remember if it it was charlie or if it was pete but some one of your buddies was out there No, no 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 it was it was with the neils i think it was when i was playing pat with pat neal at one of the Ryder cups, yeah. <laughs> he was out in the nomo for like ten minutes. I'm like, Jesus, what? You know, you got a better chance of finding Jody the truth finding that ball. Oh, good uh, there you go. Good Bringing times. it back to golf. So, Bringing it back to golf. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, we're we're
1: like, how how long in are we here? Yeah, we're probably about forty five, fifty minutes. So okay. I'm, I'm, let's go I'm, ahead. Let's I, get to the. Let's get to who think, we think's gonna win and who who are uh, and who are uh. Long shots are here. Yep, and then we'll wrap it up.
0: So, you want me to go first? You're going with a bomber to win it. Go ahead, you go what, first. What's gonna? Here, let me ask you, what what constitutes a long shot? How long do I have to go with my long shot?
1: Oh God, what do you think? Anything over like plus five thousand?
0: Okay. Um, so uh, I let's am, go
1: anything over anything over thirty five hundred. We'll leave DJ okay. and Zalatoris. Like it wouldn't be that surprising if, if Brooks or Zalatoris or Shane Lowry won you know won it. So
0: I'm Shane Lowry. I, um <laughs> it's, not that it's Mike Lowry. I know. I know. I'm gonna go my pick I think I'm gonna go Dustin Johnson. I'm gonna go DJ, my pick to win. He's had uh he's had some success at PGAs in the past, always so seems to be in it and it definitely Fits your criteria, somebody that's uh, long off the tee, right?
1: That is correct. I am going to go Jordan Spieth. Nice. I think he's going to carry over the putting stroke from this last weekend at the Byron Nelson. And you might say he's not a bomber, Drew, but he's averaging 306 off the tee this year. So he's got that, and he's just, like, he won the RBC Heritage losing strokes to the field, putting. Yeah he's just hitting the ball. Amazing. And I, I, like the, the pre-shot routine is just hideous. Just like, just awful. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen this pre-shot routine? That no, oh, no, yeah, you'll see it. And you'll just be like, what in the world, man? Like he like brings it way outside and like, you know, like kind of like throw, like acts like he's throwing it back to kind of like, he's trying not to hit, he's trying not to go left. And, um, gotcha. yeah, but, uh, just an interesting, weird pre-shot routine, but he's still like just hitting the ball. Great. Um, so I think Jordan Speeth is going to win and complete the career grand slam. That would It'd be, be sweet. the first I've... time it's ever been done at the PGA championship. Nobody's ever completed it with the PGA championship.
0: Interesting. Nice. Good fun fact. I would be down with that. I'm a speed fan. I was going to pick. I don't think it says, I don't think it's a long enough shot, but my other, uh, if I didn't go DJ, I was going to go with the American gold medalist Xander Shoffley, uh, as a pick as well. But Xander um,
1: needs to rise up and win one of these, right? Like he's too good not to have a major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other guy who I think that way about is Patrick Cantlay. Like those guys are too good not to have a major. Like at some point they're going to get one. And Justin Thomas is kind of the same way. He's only got the one. Like it just seems like he's too good to only have one exact yeah. johnson has two and justin thomas has one really
0: like yeah i agree jt yeah it, it, they'll they'll come though i think they'll come um so for my long shot i'm gonna go uh, uh so i'm looking at the odds on cbssports.com currently this uh gentleman is a 65, 65 to one long shot um I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my long shot out there with Cameron Young.
1: That's a good one. Cameron Cameron Young's been playing well.
0: Yeah, he missed the cut at the Players and missed the cut at the Masters, but hits the ball far and uh, yeah, was in the, what top five at RBC and at the Wells Fargo coming in. So
1: a live uh, a live under a live dog right there. Right dog's boy Louie, plus plus six thousand. Do you think there? I mean, can I get odds on Louie kind of hanging around, never actually being in the tournament, and tying for second, like never being a threat to win, <laughs> like because that's obviously going to happen again. Um, right, dogs. Let's boy. see here. Let's see. I might go. Would you consider Sam Burns a long shot? I mean, Sam Burns. He's like, in the world, I can't do that. I can't. I can't go. Sam yeah, Burns. Can he's I?
0: forty. He's forty to one odds. I know, yeah,
1: but but he's like. Let me see here. He's he's 13th in the world. He's won three times in the last year. I can't pick Sam Burns. That wouldn't be Would that would that shock, you, Sam Burns. Would you be shocked by a Sam Burns' win? Uh, I uh, yeah. I mean, I I would. Yeah.
0: I Sam see, Burns uh, is gonna be a
1: guy. mark this down. Hey, he's gonna be a Ryder Cupper for a while. Mark it I'm down.
0: it down. I'm writing Sam, it down. I got my clipboard here. I'm writing it down. Your boy uh, Tony Finau is 50 to one. Tiger Tiger Woods 50 to one. We haven't talked Tiger yet.
1: I'll go Tony at 50 to one. We'll go Tony Tony. now. All right. Yeah. He hits it a long way. Last time he played, he finished second at the Mexican Open to to John Rahm, another guy that probably fits this course really, really well. If you're looking to lay some coin down, um, obviously Scotty Scheffler is like the greatest player in the history of the world right now. (laughs) Um, so maybe throw some down on him and see what happens. Um, but uh, if you can get, if you can get a backdoor top ten number on Rory McIlroy, grab it. It's a major. It will be a backdoor top ten. Yeah, um, it'll be a hunt. Maybe a guy like Joaquin Neiman, too. You know, he won at Riviera. Um, he was in the final group this last week. He hits the ball a long ways if his putter's on. We'll see. So there's just some names for people to think about if you're thinking about you know for entertainment purposes. Oh,
0: we do more than
1: just that, baby. Entertainment porpoises only. Oh, by the Very way, Martin good. Keimer is another guy that uh, is apparently in live golf. Because, uh, you know, he hasn't, like, I think he's, I think Martin Keimer might be outside of the top 500 in the world right now. Former PGA uh, champion, though, right? He won the PGA. Uh, former US, o- U.S. Open champion. Two-time major champion. He won the U.S. Open at Pinehurst, I believe. Yeah. Going going away. Um, Martin Keimer got to number one in the world, won two majors hitting a draw and then changed his swing to try to hit a fade and has just sucked ever since
0: falling uh, off the face of the um, earth. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but here's one thing that we'll have to talk about another time when we don't really have anything to talk about. Um, like who the hell is going to captain the European Ryder cup team if they don't let the guys that go to live golf, captain it yeah, Like true. Walter Westwood, Rose Keimer, like, are they just going to make Rory, Sergio? are they going to make Rory playing captain for like the rest of time? Like, that's Possibly. just your story. You just do it. Uh, dust yeah. off, uh, dust
0: off, Colin Montgomery, and bring him he back or something. Bring back
1: Paul McGantley <laughs> Like, we're just going to be going back down the. I mean, if we're going to do that, we got to just bring back Sandy Lyle. He would, like, just show up wearing, like, a Ryder Cup shirt. Front. Like, he would just go, like, the morning of the event and buy Ryder Cup shirts for his team at the at the pro shop. Like, remember that time he showed up at the open with the open hat and the open yeah. jacket? It's just, like, this is awesome. Sandy Lyle's just the best. And suspenders, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, okay. Now Very that we've good. talked to Sandy Lyle, I've officially lost everybody. Like the people who were now, who were in on golf corner are now out on golf corner after Sandy yep. Lyle conversation.
0: Everybody's in. Before we wrap up the golf corner, uh, there's your PGA championship preview and in your, in your picks to uh, win you some money. And uh, uh, before we wrap up the golf corner, I got to mention soon after the PGA championship, another major event in golf, the uh, second annual David L. Gabe right. Memorial golf outings coming up quick Saturday, June 4th in Waverly. So make sure you get your foursomes around uh, for that. Some prep work being done on that. Some exciting stuff. I think I was going to tell you before we hit record, but um Potentially, I don't know. I'll just say it. I, it we're working on it, but uh, one of the pin prizes will likely be uh, 18 holes in a cart for a group at the Amana Colonies golf Love course. Amana Colonies. So, obviously, Love Amana. The
1: Amana Colonies.
0: When you think Amana, you think wash your dryers, baby. Um, yeah. So yeah, a lot of, of a lot of good stuff. Some good pin prizes we're putting together. We're going to throw a dryer out on the course up here in Waverly and uh, let you take a shot at that. About a 50, 60 yard shot uh, to hit the dryer and win some cash. So it's going to be another good another good time had by all at the David Memorial. Gotta donate that cash back, right? Like, well, we're doing it different this year. I'm going to put it in like the. It's going to be separate from golf so we're going to put it in the old like driving range so as you make the turn from nine to ten you'll just you know pay ten bucks and you'll get two shots at the dryer which will just be out in the driving range like 50 60 yards away so instead of having to hit it on your drive you'll just take a pitch and wedge
1: and try to try to to hit it
0: yeah so we'll see hopefully somebody hits it and maybe a couple and we gotta
1: do i think you'll uh, have more than a couple from you know 50 60 yards i'd imagine right yeah yeah, so right. we'll
0: either we'll either split the pot if there's a couple, or if there's multiple, then we'll have to do a little. Uh, we'll have will to I be little... able to? Will I be able to throw it over,
1: past the dryer, and spin it back into the dryer?
0: I think so. As long as it makes <laughs> a noise, you're in, buddy. <laughs> you can hit a. You can hit a. You could hit a punch shot. You could top and it and roll three it into quarter, the dryer.
1: Sixty yards, a little three quarter fifty six degree, little knock down wedge. Uh, don't, don't be driving out tips a little, now a little trap draw i got trapped out little trap draw three quarters we'll be giving anyway. out
0: tips oh
1: okay well we got oh. our team we got our team ready to rock and roll so he's got I a know. uh he got I, a sleeper of a team there like do you think our team's like actually gonna show everybody's gonna actually show up though like i I, uh, I feel pretty good about the two guys coming in from out of town showing up like the guys who live you know minutes from the course i'm not as convinced they're gonna be there
0: uh are we talking show up or are we talking show up on time is a couple of different things. I uh I have heard the other two on your foursome are less reliable than the US Postal Service is uh what's an insider source told me about
1: Wes and hog so so yeah all those hope, years all those years we got yeah, all those years we get ripped on for being the two idiots of the family who can't do anything, and, yeah. Let's Ten put years it this later, way. it's like... Just... They, both, they both
0: should be very familiar with the route to the Waverly Municipal Golf Course, so I doubt they're going to end up
1: in Earlham for this one, but you never know. You never we, can't know. Be, we can't be sure. We can't be sure. <laughs> I mean, if one of them gets out that Gatorade squeezy, fills <laughs> it up both, with a little both, bit both. of a a little bit of american corn vodka from from texas like who knows what happens then Fuck so. yeah, Tito's.
0: <laughs> good stuff oh, hey solid if, episode uh, yeah it, w- if that's in the works we might be getting some thrust dancing going on on the course again
1: <laughs> i forgot all about that
0: <laughs> good stuff good stuff it'll be uh no it should be another good day Exc- excited for it a couple of almost a couple of weeks away okay, all right well. my man in that note anything else before we shut her down
1: this week no i think we're good to go we covered a, a wide range of topics this week a wide range we you know i did not expect the High Line murders of tulsa oklahoma to, <laughs> to show up so oh, got all always- over the place Always dropping in an
0: Easter egg for some yeah, of our listeners yeah. Yeah. talking about
1: Jody. Who, Jody. Who's
0: in yeah. golf balls. So.
1: <laughs> anyway, good stuff. Well, put a couple dollars on yeah. Cameron young, everybody. And you can thank me later. And I'll, uh, I'll be live streaming the foam party from shady Gators Ooh, uh, Friday, right. 11 to midnight, 11 to midnight, live streaming on the dot <laughs> on our Twitch channel. Live from Lodo.
0: League of the Ozarks. Have fun, my man. I'm jealous. We'll talk to you you later. (laughs) All right, we'll see ya.